Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we're grateful that you've joined us in this podcast. Uh, We are having a conversation today more as a a reflection of what has uh, transpired here over this last weekend. We've titled this podcast, uh, Being Known and Being Seen. And we hosted our very first, what we have called our Marriage Story Intensive here uh, at our barn on site with six couples that came in from around the country. And uh, Lisa and I and Dan and Becky Allender uh, were able to have the privilege of teaching uh, both in a large group setting and then in our small group setting. So we did some teaching in some large groups uh, with the six couples, and then we split off and had uh, a wonderful experience with three couples for Lisa and I to engage with and three couples for Dan and Becky to engage with. And it was a really sweet uh, three days with them. And we thought we would spend a bit of time with those of you listening around a particular theme that we hoped would occur and did occur, which we were really grateful for. And it's this uh, notion of being known, being seen. Yeah, I think we've talked a lot about story work and sharing our story and understanding our story, where we came from and and how to share that with one another. Mm-hmm. And we just got to see the power of having our stories be being seen maybe in front of others and just the dimensions of um, just added details or added emphasis and things that maybe we didn't, wouldn't have noticed on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the power of when others see our story as well, Mm -hmm. you know, as a married couple and they're as a married couple and just the power of that and the beauty of that and being able to confirm areas that maybe we weren't quite sure about um, and to be able to engage some stories that maybe were a little more vague and not really clear, but as, yeah. as they shared and they realized, mm-hmm. wow, there's so many connections here, um, connections to, you know, how we enact, reenact our conflict, um, how we see shame, how we see contempt. And so it was really hard, passionate, but beautiful work. And we got to be a part of that together with mm-hmm. these couples and and just have some pretty major significant shifts. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun for both of us, I would say particularly you, to have all these people uh, with us. I on... really enjoyed having <laughs> people here. Our, you know, we, we built our barn and right before the pandemic, and we really haven't been able to host the way that we've wanted to. And so this was our first really big opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And we, it was just a beautiful, wonderful gathering mm-hmm. and just sweet, really beautiful people that were able to come and be honest and share and and really have, like I said, significant growth, which is so powerful and, mm-hmm. and wonderful and beautiful to watch mm-hmm. and to be a part of. And to be a part of. Yeah, I would say that was the privilege for us is that we we... I think we were able to witness uh, some significant shifts and changes for couples uh, while they're here. And so, uh, by the way, we our next one that we will offer is in March, uh, March 10th, I think it is, in 2023. So, a three-day uh, marriage story intensive. So, if you'd like more info, just check it out on our website, uh, thereconnectinstitute.com, for further info. So, 
Let's let's go back to the sense or the idea or the experience of being known, being seen. What what, what do we actually mean by that? Whether or not you were ever aware of it, uh, when you uh, agreed to marriage, and if you're not in marriage, so be it. it. It's there's a similar principle here. It's what did we actually say I do to? And I think I we often, if not uh, ever, put words to what is it that we're actually craving, longing, wanting, hoping for from the moment that we said I do. And what we spent some time unpacking with these couples is we were unpacking the innate desire we all have from birth to be known and to be seen, to be known and to be seen. And, and what do we mean by that? Well, I think in its truest, purest form, it's really to be known, to be seen in, in all of who we are, not just the goodness, not just in the beauty, but in the brokenness, in the messiness, in right, the not just imperfection. When we want to be seen, right? Because often when we fe- are feeling sad and hurt and broken and you know, quote unquote, a mess, we don't really feel like we want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's often where the power and the magic is yeah. when we are seen in those mm-hmm. really broken places. And and what again? Let's unpack that just a little bit more. Is what do we mean by that? What do we mean by being seen? And being seen is literally being seen. Uh, it's that we learn strategies from an early age uh, to cope with ways in which being seen led to something less than goodness, where it led to something like judgment. Uh, what's wrong with you? Or how dare you? Or what were you thinking? That, that we learn strategies then to cope uh, with how being seen sometimes could have led to hurt. It could have led to harm. Uh, when we you know, put on socks that were mismatched, when we put shoes on the wrong feet, uh, when we, when we, and and all of you get to fill in the blank, uh, those of you listening, is pay attention to what were some of the stories for you when you were less than perfect? How did the other, particularly family, parent, attachment figure, whomever it might be, how did they tend to respond to you? And and for many of us, there is this sense of judgment or a sense of uh, kind of evaluation if you will. And and I think that's part of what we naturally carry into our marriage at times. It's this that that being seen is is too vulnerable. Uh it's too risky. Uh because it can lead to something other than we what we hoped for. So we learn strategies, we learn ways of of uh coping with that desire. We might respond in ways that we what we named as we relationally hide. Uh, we go away. We don't engage. We don't reveal ourselves fully. And on the other hand, what are the areas where we were unseen? Mm-hmm. You know, I think many of us live lives where, you know, children were meant to, um, you know, not be seen, just kind of get out of the way. Um, we felt we were insignificant. Maybe there was neglect. Maybe there was abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, stories of just basically not being seen and not feeling heard mm-hmm. and not feeling noticed. And so going back to those stories um, and really remembering what that felt like, because again, from there, from that point of view is where we created strategies and we made vows and mm-hmm. we, our style of relating is, is what formulated in those early mm-hmm. years. That was the formation of who we are and how we decided that we would be able to get the love that we needed, right. you know, the the attention that we needed, the um, being seen. That's where those things formulated, and right. and were 
or grew when we were really young. So being able to pay attention to that as the formation of of who we really are now and mm -hmm. how we relate in our marriage. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's a a risk that we maybe make our what we call risk assessment. That sometimes we'll make a relational risk assessment. Is it worth the cost of it? Is it worth the risk? Uh, if I show up here, if I reveal myself, if I'm if I'm less than perfect, if I uh, don't meet the mark. And like you just said in our story, some of us learned that the way we were seen and the way we were known is in the attempt for perfection or the attempt to achieve that, you know, if I, if I get an A on this paper, then maybe. It's a helpful remembering. What, what's your story? Those of you listening, what's a story around achievement or the lack of achievement? But let's stay connected to achievement for a moment. If I make the, if I make the cut on the certain team, if I make first chair in a certain instrument, uh, do you see how when we use the word if, it's a reflection of condition or conditional, that if I somehow, and then fill in the blank, then then I'm noticed, then I'm seen, then I'm remembered, then I'm seen as important, then I'm seen a value. And I think that's the bind for many of us and some of the couples that were here, that was definitely true for them, that there needed to be a, a certain mark that they had to make. There's certain... Uh, uh, like this sense of perfection, that I'm only seen in my perfection. I'm not seen in my imperfection. I think that's true for me. I think that's true for you, that that we have really battled with that, mm -hmm. that there's a uh, a part of us that we can only reveal ourselves if it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a cost. That's a relational cost that sometimes we lose a relationship or we lose connection if there's less than if there's a sense of imperfection. And so I think part of it is, what was your strategy? What was your strategy in coping with the desire to be seen? And then, like you just said, Lise, what happens when there was an experience of being unseen and unknown? Because, mm -hmm. again, we're, we're creating strategies there, too. Right. And we are maybe looking for ways that we can tamp down on our emotions because maybe they're too big or maybe they're, they don't seem right. So we're going to change maybe who we are so that we can have maximum, you know, relationship mm -hmm. with the adult. And mm -hmm. so whatever, however our story helped form that person that we were is the one that we are now. And so it's, it's, it's impacting us in the present. And I think mm -hmm. that's what we saw more over and over, you know, again, it was really confirmed this weekend where that story that we lived as a young person is, is where we are relating to our spouse in this style of relating. And so being able to understand where that's coming from and what parts of it are actually not serving as well anymore. What would you say for, for those of you listening, but for you, Lisa, like when you put words to the risk, like, well, what is the risk that we might have or hold in being seen or being known? What is the risk that we're actually assessing or calculating or mindful of? And, Again, I, I don't think it's always conscious. I don't think we're always aware of, oh, this is risky, or, oh, I'm taking a risk here. Uh, well, you know, it can be simple things. Yeah, I mean... You know, like a, a pair of shoes, or I don't know why I'm focused on shoes, but the idea of, like, you might you might have an outfit, you might try on a shirt, your blouse, and you might show me, like, hey, what do you think? Like, that that is a risk. That's taking a risk in being seen. That's taking a risk in... 
sometimes I might offer what I've been learning, you know, maybe, or what I learned today in my clinical work. Maybe I was working with somebody therapeutically and I was maybe reflecting what I've been learning or what I've been thinking about. Like that, that's a form of showing up. That's a form of risk mm -hmm. because there can be potential judgment. There can be a potential sense of uh, evaluation. Right. Like it's not good enough. Right. Yeah. Maybe there's some, a minimization or right. um, maybe we feel like we might be rejected or, you know, that might be something that we, um, we just are afraid to offer ourselves because right. we maybe have in our idea this certain example that we really want to live out our life like and we're afraid that we might not measure up mm -hmm. or we might be too much or we might not be enough or um, there's all kinds of reasons why we might feel rejection. Mm -hmm. well, what would you say for you is like, if you were to name risk, uh, like that risk in being seen or being known, what would you, what would you might name that to be? I don't know. I mean, maybe people won't like me. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I'm really honest and I'm really, um, sharing from the, from the heart and I, you know, maybe, maybe people will think that's silly or that's odd, or maybe they just won't like me. And I think we all at a core have that sensation when we really, you know, mm -hmm. think about who we are deep down and maybe all the masks and the ways that we've tried to cover that and how we've wanted to live our life. And yet who we were at a core as young, young people mm. is really who we are. And mm -hmm. to, to be able to really be known and really be able to be seen, there's something that has to be connected to that person. Yeah. I think what I noticed in the weekend too is how uh, each of us have learned strategies. And we'll come back to that just for a moment. We talked about a few minutes ago, strategies. Strategies of coping with either the risk of being seen or what happens when we're unseen. Uh, because we can't be known without being seen. And, and that's an important part of our, our relationship of our dynamic is, is to, to be known is to be seen and, and seen is in, in fullness. And, and there's a complexity to that. There's a, a, a way of hiding ourselves and we hide in work. We hide sometimes in addiction. We hide in relationships. We hide in ways that somehow, uh, you, I don't want you to see all of me. I don't want you to see the full me because, there is that risk of somehow saying, "Oh, I see the I see the uh, imperfection there. Oh, yeah, I see there's something missing about you." And so there is. We we enter into this world broken, and we're we're not full, we're not complete, and yet I think that's where marriage sometimes holds this tension of both the fear of judgment, but also the awareness that I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm I'm actually not what you thought I would be. And I think over time, the strategies become so developed and so uh, embedded that that was part of what was really beautiful and sweet to see is some of the, the ways in which uh, cycles of protection or, or ways of relating were not, not simply just broken or removed, but they, were, they, they lost their grip, that the, group the grip loosened. Mm -hmm. And how I don't have to live in this way relationally with you uh, as a as a way to protect myself, mm -hmm. I think often we forget um, that when we do get in touch with those tender parts of ourselves mm -hmm. and th 
the parts that maybe are more vulnerable, that it actually is something that draws another to us. You yeah. know, we're yeah. disarmed and and we long to connect in those tender places. And it it's almost counterintuitive because yeah. we think, oh, everybody wants to see this perfect front where, you know, I look great and I'm good. I don't have any emotions about it. I can just, well, that's right. part of my story. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not hindered by emotions or whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm here, I'm happy. And we think that's what the other wants and we present that. And yet when we do get down to be able, being able to reveal those more vulnerable places in ourselves, then we become easier to connect with. Mm-hmm. And yet it's, you know, again, it's so counterintuitive. Yeah, sometimes I think of it like a dance, like we're we're trying to learn how to dance and uh, we're trying that to not step on each other's toes. We're trying not to be awkward. We're we're trying not to make a mistake. Uh, and, I, and I think what the, the gift of what I came away with all the, also this weekend was the invitation for us to embrace imperfection. I think for me particularly, how sometimes there's just this drive that, that I need to take care of this, finish this, accomplish this, that somehow you'll love me if, uh, if I, you know, paint those boxes, if I trim the hedge, if I have the grass cut a certain way, uh, that it's, it's sometimes our belief is, and again, stay connected to what drives that for us. How is that connected to story that that to be seen to be known is in through uh, accomplishment and the achievement, mm-hmm. and yet for some of us, even in the accomplishment and achievement, we weren't seen, and for some of us, we might at times even sabotage accomplishment or achievement or or hide in 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 the imperfection so that we weren't noticed even more so. Mm-hmm. But, I think we both do that. I yeah. mean, I, I I've noticed that times you know. One of us will do something and we'll say, we'll come in the house and say, oh, yeah, did you notice how like the kitchen was all clean and the pillows are all set and, you know, I cleaned up the yard and we like to remind it, we do it to each other. We remind each other, did you notice what I, you know, I got all that accomplished. Okay. And, so that what? So that we will be seen, so that we will be well, like known that w- what is yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, but I know we mm. do that often where, please notice me, please notice the things I did, please mm. notice um, you know, I think we, we I don't know, we want to be noticed for, okay. for, for the good things. Yeah. So let's, let's check in and talk about this for a moment. This is also part of what was, what we were thinking about in this conversation beforehand was, so what happens when we're unseen and unknown? What, what are ways that we respond relationally or don't respond relationally? Because for some of us, you know, if we're all in the same room, those of you listening, we might say, yeah, of course there's this core longing to be seen, to be known, but, but. But then what happens if that doesn't occur over a period of time or if there's a, a felt sense of being ignored or not 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 pursued or not there's the lack of curiosity or whatever it might mean. Okay, so let, let's check in then. Okay, unseen and unknown. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. What happens relationally? And again, I think this is so tied to our stories because for me, might be a different response than for you, for right? Sure. And so for, for sure. me, I might go more inward. I might be... Get, tend to get to a lonely, despairing kind of feeling, like, I guess I don't matter, kind of feel that despair a little bit. Right. And maybe not as willing to ask or to, to reach out because I just kind of go into myself like, well, I guess what I did didn't really matter, I guess. And then I start telling me, myself a story about how maybe I don't matter, you mm-hmm. know, and kind of go, can go into shame. And I think you have a different response when you don't get noticed. Maybe it's more frustration, like, 
right? I mean, how how would you say you respond? Uh, I would say a frustration. Uh, I think there's a judgment of for for that need toward myself. Like how how come I I long to be seen? Uh, come on, Steve. It's what, what's wrong with you? Almost like there's a judgment, like you just said. There's but there's also frustration of yeah, almost yeah. Look at look at what I'm how hard I'm working to be seen. So I think that's part of uh, for each couple. For those of you listening. Uh, you know, even though you might not be listening as a couple, so be it. There's this, there's this idea of an invitation to pay attention to what are strategies that you utilize where you try or you work hard to be seen and known. What, and what happens uh, when, when they fail? What happens when they don't lead to what you hope for? And, and can we be aware of the risk? I think that that's a really important part of this conversation is it's risky to express the desire to be seen and to be known. And yet, so want those of you listening to hear that that's an innate way we come into this world. We are born with the desire to be seen and the desire to be known. That it is a core relational need that we signed up for or said I do too. It's that the longing to be seen, to be known, but also to see and to know the other. That those are mutual that they're not mutually exclusive, but they're mutual, that they're a shared desire, a shared longing that we bring into this messiness sometimes of marriage, the messiness of struggle and heartache. But can we pause for a moment and just be aware that's the foundational structure of longing within marriage is to be seen and to be known. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>